welcome to Cash Grab, the podcast where we go through different movie franchises that have been turned into video games or vice versa and decide are they a cash grab or are they not? My name is Tom. I'm Steph. And, and today, I'm Dan. We, oh, there we go. Yeah, there he is. Today we have Dan as a special guest. Sorry, I jumped the gun. He's back. And I couldn't think of a better episode to have Dan on, to be honest. No, very excited. We've, we've, we've effectively got a resident expert in house at the moment. <laughs> and uh, uh, another interesting fact, which links to Final Fantasy not only is Dan what it could commonly be known as an expert for many Final Fantasies, including Final Fantasy VII, which we're doing today, Steph, you are also the only other man known to mankind other than Barrett that has a gun sewn to his arm. Yeah. I was, a bit, I, was, I was a bit shocked when I came yeah. round and you, well, you you pointed it in my face, which was very rude. And then he showed you his gun. Quite <laughs> <laughs> prerogative, Dad, if I want to point it in your face, not if you come to my house. The, the, amazing, the amazing thing about it is that Steph can still play games on a controller. And yet, although he, he's got a cannon attached to his wrist on one arm. I've seen him use his feet. It would explain some of the gameplay that we see from from me. <laughs> so, so terrible. Like, it's great at everything, but you can only turn left. <laughs> you you like, went through like, like my Doom Doom gameplay is just uh, oh, atrocious. For for those that want to see it, you, if you if you if you if you're that way inclined, if you fancy wasting half an hour, go watch our opening bit of Doom. That'll do it. Um, <laughs> that's the thing, though. Just before we jump into it. Uh, a quick thing about Barrett and his gun arm. We find out that there's another person in Final Fantasy VII who has a gun on their arm. Why is everyone obsessed with sewing guns to their arm during accidents? Because I know for a who fact... Who has a gun on their arm? Dine. Don't what? worry about it. <laughs> 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 like, like, I know for a fact that if my hand was blown off of my arm and I'd wake up like in the middle of a hospital or on an operating table or, or whatever, or, or frankly, in like a car garage, considering what happens to you. If I woke up in any of those scenarios and I thought to myself, oh, you know, well, at least now I've got a weapon. I know for a fact my wife would have put in a note with the doctor beforehand to make sure that she put a fucking lawnmower on my arm or something. So she'd be like, there's no way you can get out of doing the lawn now. Yeah, something, no. something more useful. Yeah, like a, like a whisk. She'd put a whisk <laughs> on my arm. And now you have to make meringues, Tom. Yeah, now, now you have to help me make cakes. Fucking hell. Strangely what enough, that's pretty much a... Barrett's side story. His wife didn't put the good word in beforehand. Uh, uh, well, she put no word in. She's dead. Oh. <laughs> God damn. The final fantasy expert, everyone. <laughs> right. So, yes, today is Final Fantasy VII. And first of all, we are going to jump into the movie and we are doing Advent Children. So, first of all, we must say our sincere apologies. But it, it had to be done. There's, there's no other way around it, I don't believe, is there? No. So, uh, so same thing with the Doom uh, episode. We're going to have to start with the film. Yeah. No, oh, sorry, sorry. Start with the game. Start, start with the game. game. Start with the game. And then we go on to Advent Children, which makes sense because Advent Children is a follow-on from Final Fantasy VII. Absolutely. Um, yes. We will say now that there will be like spoilers for Final Fantasy VII original, but Dan is the only one that has played remake, and he has oh. promised not to uh, not to spoil anything, or we will all kill him. So oh. yeah. He's, he's... <laughs> 
<laughs> so if uh, this episode cuts out halfway through, taking it very lightly. <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> so yeah, don't worry about Final Fantasy remake spoilers. But yes, there will most likely be Final Fantasy VII spoilers. Yes, yeah, by, I will. By, be. by this point, considering it's over twenty years old, it's kind of inexcusable, really. Like, yeah, and like the main spoiler of Final Fantasy VII is plastered everywhere. So. Yeah, it's not really a big deal. When Tifa has a baby. So anyway, let's exactly. jump into it. So Final Fantasy VII starts off starry sky, pair of eyes appear, and it's a young flower girl walking through the slums of Midgar, a disgusting, despicable place. <laughs> but, with, but but with with like with with beautiful souls inside, I believe. There's a there's a nice bit of juxtaposition there between the innocence of a beautiful flower girl. And the disgusting, sickening slums of Midgar. Nice start. Yeah, it it does it does give you the idea of like a horrible capital city, a dystopian feel. Yeah. Also, um, I mean, you could, you could look at it as quite bustling. Um, I mean, yes, yeah, and it's you could. There is so much life there, and it is a technological marvel. Which obviously, for Final Fantasy, was the very first time they did that. But it was yes. a huge, huge shift. Um, not just from what you were seeing and the, the the background setting of like fantasies and all that, but I mean it went in tandem with the technology that they were using for the the FMVs and the actual game. Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, thinking about it now, because PS One FMVs have always been kind of like the the subject of nightmare for me, but I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Final Fantasy Seven is has particularly freaky fmv thinking about it in fact i, I think, think it's i think it's because they kind of it's not like so for me if you look at final fantasy 8 where they tried to go more realistic yeah i found that that yeah. was a bit off-putting because it wasn't quite there like the graphically wasn't there whereas yeah. final fantasy 7 obviously in game is very blocky and when they've got done the fmvs the characters are still blocky like they're still it's- yeah, they're just high res versions of the blocky characters, yeah, so like they're not kind of, yeah elongated blocks, aren't they? Yeah, they're not trying to be realistic FMVs. Very you know, true. Being, they, they still kind of keep the look of the game in there, and I think that's why it's not disgusting. Yeah, it's very interesting <laughs> because they use like three different models for different points in the game. You've got the in-game yes. model, you've got the the battle model. Um, FMV models. Yeah, and even then, some of the FMVs are sort of switch between like the full yeah. character models and then, <laughs> then the blocky ones. Yeah, the one which rings to my mind is when you have the slapping contest on top of a cannon with Scarlet <laughs> when you're playing as Tifa. <laughs> and then you have like uh, the, uh, what is the high wind? You have the high wind come up like yeah. perfectly, like perfect FMV. And then you've got like a terrible blocky Barrett. On top, <laughs> being like, get in, get Throw in, it's gonna slap the flavor out of your mouth. And uh, luckily, Tifa does get him. Oh. That's your first <laughs> spoiler right there. So many highlights. That, that's a highlight. That's a so, so, Dan, how many times have you played the original Final Fantasy VII? The original Final Fantasy VII, um, <laughs> must have played it about four times. And oh. how many times have you bought it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> only, only twice, only twice. Uh, I'm probably oh. going to get it on Switch at one point. Um, but, I mean, I remember the first time I bought it, I had to really search, really search, like way back when. And then when I finally did manage to get one, because they were all sold out, it was an American version. 
oh. we took forever to try and get to work on the PS1, and I didn't really understand because I'm, I managed to like track down this stupid version that didn't fit. Um, didn't I managed... fit massive disc. Yeah, yeah. Four <laughs> millimeters too big. Everything bigger in Vinyl. Yeah. Everything bigger in America, isn't it? But um, it's true. Uh, but eventually, yeah. And then when I started traveling with work, uh, that's when I bought it on a store, uh, PlayStation store, and traveled with it with uh, PSP as well. Beautiful. But, yes. Yeah, because I, uh, Tom, you had you had the PS One version, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And I borrowed that off you when I was when we were younger, and I never, I never, my my little child brain couldn't understand what was going on, so I, <laughs> I just gave it back to you and went, "This isn't for me." Um, yeah, and it was only when I got the I got a PSP, and I downloaded the the PlayStation One version from the store, yeah, and I gave that a go, and I loved it. Yeah. Um but I still don't remember it as well as you two seem to remember the game. <laughs> well, I've, I've only had a, a fresh playthrough of it like a, a few months ago. So I've I've got it really in my head at the moment. Like it's oh, still okay. it's still one of the kind of more recent games I've played. But that that's probably like oh god knows. That's probably like my eighth playthrough of it, maybe more to be honest. Although I've only ever owned the PlayStation copy. So my my kind of my KD ratio between owning a copy to completing it is pretty high, I'd say. Eight to one. That's yeah. a solid... That's a, that's a representative... You've got a lot of play at that disc. Yeah, that's a good KD ratio, in my opinion. I should be, I should be, I should be rewarded for that KD ratio. Some, pe- some people play a game once, and lesser games may add. Like... Um, like Battle for Bikini Bottom. And then as soon as they've completed it, <laughs> they'll use that disc for toilet paper. Well, what about the fact that on Steam, I've got loads of games I haven't even played? How's about that? Zero to one, KD. Yeah. Exactly. Lots of people... Well, don't be ashamed. Lots of people have a zero to one, KD. Just, I, just I'm representing a fat KD. PH fat. <laughs> one. See, my, pro- <laughs> I pro- my problem is as soon as I start playing like one Final Fantasy, I've got to play through like more, most of them. Oh, I yeah, to, like, this, is, this is a weird, now don't get offended, Dan. Uh, uh, a neurological disorder you have, I think, with Final Fantasy games. <gasps> they're, not, they're, not, they're not linked. Chronological. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not in any way linked to one another. Yet. And also, well, they're all like 40 to 100 hours each. So, like, I know, I like, know. It's sort of like, oh, okay, I'll quickly play through that because it's only it's only five hour game and I'll get the backstory again. You're I mean, dedicating so much time. Absolutely. Oh, but let me say this: uh, Final Fantasy VII is connected to one of the other Final Ooh. Fantasies. <gasps> yeah, doesn't Did Sephiroth it? appear in one of the other Final Fantasies? Uh, what? Is that what it was? No, I. If he is, I don't know about that. And. I've um, never heard that. Interested to find oh, out what on that would I be. Could, I could be wrong. He's not uh, like he's not like like hanging about with a coconut with a straw in it in like Kilika in Final Fantasy X, is he? Just, like, hi guys. <laughs> he's got shades on, swimming trunks, coconut oh. with a straw in it, little little umbrella. That is actually the Final Fantasy it's connected to number ten <gasps> because they say it's the same world. Spira and uh, like uh, and. Really? Yeah. How? Um, How is that even possible? What's, they say what's, what's some of the evidence. I want to hear evidence. Uh, 
that Final Fantasy X is way back in the past. So seven comes after. Okay. And um, I mean, I'm not going to like go into anything regarding the remake, but yes. there's the Final Fantasy is known for a lot of like Easter eggs and such and sorts. But, yeah. um, in ten two, there's a character called on the ship with uh, the girls. That's awesome. Um, is, he's called Shinra. Yes, he is, and he knows yeah. everything. Yeah, the little kid, little kid yeah. that knows everything. Yeah, and then at the end of ten two, he talks about like finding a new energy. Uh, <gasps> Mako. Yeah, and then then apparently that's all connected. Oh shit! Well, there you go. Well, I mean that. Like the thing is, that puts a new spin on ten two because ultimately, what ten two was for me up until this precise point was the world's longest music video. <laughs> and, and I, I didn't appreciate that at all. So that's that's actually put a positive spin on things for me. That is right. I forgot his name was Shinra. Mm. Ah, I, so, I never, I never had the, I never had the the heart to play it through till he found a new energy source. So that's I couldn't have that commitment. Too much. So you ready to hear what I was thinking of? Yes. Oh God, go on. So for Final <laughs> Fantasy V. A 2D oh. sprite of Sephiroth. Oh. What? Occasionally appears in the loading section for the Final Fantasy anthology port. <laughs> oh, really? for fuck's <laughs> sake, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> so so in, in, that, in that port, I think it had five and uh, Yeah, I've got it. Six? Yeah, I've yeah. got it right here. Yeah, well, apparently, apparently Squall. Cloud and Sephiroth appear in their little loading screens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake, Steph. So technically, oh. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are, mate. I'm sorry. But, but yeah. like, you know... Well, you were on the money. You remembered something. Yeah, like, it's, it's a picture <laughs> of Sephiroth. So we'll get, like, you get, you get, like, you know, you were a quarter, right? I suppose. <laughs> God, I was thinking like you were going to say it. he shows up at the end of eight when school's having that massive breakdown. I never play to the end of eight. It's a it's a mindfuck. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't like get. Anyway, should we stick on seven? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go about Final Fantasy seven. So um, storylines convoluted as fuck. Do you think so? When does it end? Yes. <laughs> so yes, the, thing, the the thing is with seven, it starts off with what the premise of it starts off with what you believe is a simple storyline because effectively the, the storyline that is fed to you from the start is uh, we are a guerrilla group. We are working against the powers that be because they are draining the planet dry and we're effectively, we're, we're eco-warriors effectively and we're doing the world a service. So that that's the kind of, that's the story you're spoon-fed from the start is that you're, yes. you know, if you are talking from Cloud's perspective, you're, you were working for the bad guys you're now a freelance mercenary and you're working for the supposed good guys and that's the balance of power. But that's not all that it seems, that's is it? That's not it. No, that is not it. That is not it at all. And, and then the story does go, the story develops as it goes, as you'd imagine, as you'd hope for any decent kind of like story. But I feel like the story's emphasis does bounce quite a bit throughout. Uh, would you agree, Dan? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely sort of disconnect at a certain point, especially for some characters, because it's like you're following Avalanche and this eco-terrorist group. Yeah. 
um, eco fighters. Yeah. And but after a certain point, Barrett becomes a bit sidelined. After yes. you leave, after you leave Midgar, and you're on finding like what really happens after you leave yes. the first city, it's he sort of loses re- uh, relevance. Yeah. And that's not really the case because you know what they're aiming for throughout the entire story. The mm. things like pile on top of each other. But that's also because of the episodic sort of nature of the disc as well, because you had to like swap to each disc. So yeah. I, I always thought that in itself led to some things feeling a bit broken up. Yeah. yeah. But that was also because everything just comes together at the end really well. Yes. An absolute mind blow. Of, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a, in a, in a kind of like, not to give too much away, not that we're trying to avoid spoilers for the original, but like in, in a kind of like really basic breakdown of it, the way I can kind of picture the way story kind of develops is yeah, effectively at the start, it's kind of like, you know, you're joining a force of good to battle a force of evil and the force of evil is, is a, a, a company effectively. Then it goes into kind of a conspiracy of power between uh, like experiments that said company has done and that's the focus. And then it goes on to uh, Sephiroth being a higher power, wanting to destroy the world. Where I think it starts to get a bit confusing is it's, it's a case of who watches the Watchmen is Sephiroth the one in control and Genova is the the kind of, you know, the thing that is controlling Sephiroth or is Sephiroth controlling Genova? I feel that at certain points in the game, that gets a bit convoluted. Do you know what I mean? Like, who who really is sitting on the throne? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's obvious now when you look back at it and people know the story as well as they do. Yeah. But at the time, um, I think it came down to the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, the translation. The um, when people were moving over, the a lot of things were lost in context. Yeah, they had, they had a transition team of about fifty people or something. And I mean, even in the gameplay that Death played through at the beginning, you can see yeah. points of it, like how Barrett's translated, how he comes across, or yes. um, attack with the tails up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like you just like perfect counterattack, get battered. Uh, um, but there are a lot of plot points that sort of get a bit muddied, uh, like the reunion stuff or the black yeah. who, the, who are the who are the people in the black cloaks. Yes, and, yes, all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Of it's never really explained. In a no. Perfect way. No. Um, no. So it can get quite convoluted, but we know a lot of people know the story so well now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, like the, the, the focus does switch throughout the game and I mean, and as it should, because I think, I think if it was, if it was more of a mundane story of the focus being like, you know, we need to, we need to effectively like ruin this company. And the best way of doing it is to bring it to financial collapse by destroying its generators. I think it would get old pretty quickly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, a lot of emissions just bombing their shit, basically. Yeah. Like you'd, you'd think, oh, God, <laughs> there's got to be more than this. Why well, the could you imagine? Why do I shoot lightning from my fingers if all I have to do is play C4 packets in front of small generators? It's not, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Imagine, imagine going through every reactor and blowing them all up one by one, and that's just a game. Well, it's it's one of those things that like 
I I get what Avalanche are trying to do. Mm. I get that the kind of like it's this whole thing about like the greater good is the planet and the planet's dying, and so we've got to, we've we've got to do this. But effectively, you destroying generators can kill innocent people. Oh yeah, hundreds yeah, of the whole like ceiling collapses. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I I, I don't know. I get I get Barrett is what I'm trying to say. I do get him, but at the same time, I think that. L- Having the leader of a guerrilla group, a guerrilla like organization, as a man who is known to be hot headed and has a cannon strapped to his arm is probably not the most sound thing. I would say get the level headed uh kind of genius who who's kind of quiet in the corner. Don't don't put Barrett in charge. <laughs> nobody should be putting Barrett in charge. Uh, Avalanche, yeah, in the original, Avalanche does seem like a bit of a ragtag group. Um, yeah, yeah 100%. charming. Is it a bit different in Remake? Yes. Um, oh. Just talking about Barrett in particular. Yeah. Um, because, Barrett. because in the original, he is... What I love in the original, and I think I mentioned it in at, at some point during the gameplay... Yeah. The way they animate him is lovely because you can really get a feel of that he is a bit bombastic and a bit loud mouth. Yeah. But he's yeah. tapping his feet and he's waving his arms. He's, he's big yeah, gunner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he is very brash. And it's sort of like, why would anyone trust him <laughs> or, or, or trust him to lead? Uh, I'm sure he's a very good person and he looks after and he's got like relationships and his daughter. But, yeah. But we trust him. His daughter. Yeah. He does love his daughter. But in the remake, they make him... They don't really change anything. But they... they it's probably just the voice acting in particular that really helps. Um, it's... You believe everything he's saying. He's still big, bold, brash. But there's a real conviction there. And he's yeah. a great orator. Um, I've got to find... The voice actor for would you would you um just on this subject because yeah. uh we're we're going over a few things of the characters I've got in front of me the uh the uh PlayStation One Final Fantasy Seven manual which has a breakdown of their characters and of course because it's quite typically Japanese RPG it has uh their blood types and their birthplace um should we hear a bit about uh Barrett. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it can't. So, it can't be bad. I'm sure. No, no. it's it's going to bring up a few questions first. Of like, you know, just going to chuck it out there. Uh, so Barrett Wallace, uh, job leader of Avalanche, age 35, which already throws something in in the mix to me. Why is he hanging out with Tifa and Cloud, who are 20 and 21 respectively? That throws oh. a bit of a bit of a well, red because because Tifa owns the bar that he goes and gets pissed at, and Cloud he's just hired for because <laughs> he's a mercenary. Yeah, good point. All right, fair enough. All right, yeah, so perfect sense. So, weapon, gun, arm, fair. Yeah. Height, yep. six foot four. So he's oh, he's a, he is, he is a he is, he's big and he's a unit. I mean, he is. A, do you want to have a quick guess at Cloud's height? Five seven. Yes. Six. Oh, yeah. How did, <laughs> what the? Fuck? Have you got this up? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's he's five seven. That was Dan studies Emmanuel. Yeah. No, um, no I'm just thinking because, like, when you see. Cloud next to Sephiroth in certain shots as well. Sephiroth is a fucking lanky. Yeah, but I assume Sephiroth was like 10 foot. No, I've got Sephiroth here. He is six foot one. Six foot one. 
Yeah. So so Barrett even Barrett. His sword is six foot one. <laughs> his, his sword's probably longer than six foot one. Let's yeah, so far, his sword's massive. It's uh, yeah. I mean, all right. A bit more about Barrett. So his birthday. Are you talking about? Is, yeah. <laughs> his, his birth date is December the fifteenth because we need to know that birthplace Coral Village. We do need to know that blood type O. Okay. So I love that they always the, do the blood type. It's perfect, isn't it? Uh, clouds you, is, clouds is AB quickly, if you're wondering. Yes. If you've got if you've got Vincent in that. Um, I do. I've got him right here. What do you want to know? What's his blood type? Is it A minus? No, it's A. Is it just A? It's just A. Because I, uh, I mean, not to drop any little spoilers, but we could potentially be doing uh, a Vincent-based PS2 game. We won't say any more. And as I was just making sure that the disc works and everything, it goes into, like, it goes into, like, a zoomed-in view, and it says... Vincent, whatever his surname is. Yeah. And then it had blood type A. And I was just like, why did they do this? <laughs> why <did> they <laughs> yeah. do this? So it's, I wanted to make sure that it, it it related back to what is actually in the game. Some things about Vincent which are quite interesting. Well, he's he's six foot, so he's just a little bit smaller than Sephiroth. Um, but two things that are jumping out to me, his age, 27, which you'd either expect him to be kind of 30-something or 400. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought like, it was going to be like four, 500. Yeah, like something bizarre. Uh, the job is what is... I'm loving this. So, Vincent Valentine's job. Would you like to have a guess? Vampire? <laughs> uh, no, he's going to be the... It's so good. The manager <laughs> of a muffin bake store. It's so good. It's just job unemployed (laughs) (laughs) and you think well if if you'd spend the past five years sleeping in a fucking coffin it's quite difficult it's quite difficult to hold a job down personally isn't it but what the hell would you call barrett's job i'm sure he's not getting a salary for blowing Uh, up leader leader of avalanche is his 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 listed job um if he takes a good salary i mean i mean red 13 as well job beast (laughs) (laughs) his job is to be a beast and Kate like Sif, job, Toysaurus. Toysaurus. So I mean there's there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of breakdown here. It's, it says about Barrett, because we're focusing on Barrett. It says on his synopsis, head of the underground resistant movement Avalanche, Barrett is fighting the mega conglomerate Shinra Inc., which has monopolized Mako energy by building special reactors to suck it out of the planet. Barrett depends on brute strength and his gun arm in his brackets <laughs> to see him through. His wife died in an accident several years ago. And he now lives with his daughter, Marlene. That's it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. so in the in the half an hour we played, you only meet Barrett and Tifa that are going to be your party members. Yeah. yeah. Majority uh, yeah, of so. the first part. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Like, um, who, you only get up to meeting Red 13. Everyone Red else 13, is, past, yeah. uh, is past Midgar, effectively, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Aerith as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. yeah, Aerith, yeah. Aerith is a year Aerith older than Aerith. Yeah, she's older. She's older. Yeah. I always thought and, she was younger. And here you go. Little uh, little pop quiz for you two. Uh, between Tifa and Aerith, who's taller? Tifa. Hey, Aerith. It is Tifa. But I would ah. have said I would have said Aerith as well. Mm. I mean, it's... So hard yeah. to tell with those blocky images. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. It really is. Like you, like effectively, you you could say what you want. I'm quite happy that you both went separate ways, to be honest, because that shows just how much of a like, you know, you you could say anything you want. They're fucking polygon models. 
You say yeah, that separate, you say that to tell. super tall, but I mean at this at the same time he looks the same height as Yuffie, and apparently she's five foot fucking two. So yeah. oh, that makes sense. What, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Her her breakdown is really bizarre, actually. Although you'd never know it by looking at her, Yuffie comes from a long line of ninja. She forced herself into the group just to get a certain something. She's sneaky, arrogant, and way selfish. But with her super shuriken and her special skills, there isn't anyone else you'd rather have on your side in a fight. Well, did any of you ever use her as in your team? Yeah, she's I really did. good. I did quite yeah. a lot. I, yeah. I, I, okay. I've always wanted guess, to do guess a it's just me then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted to do a playthrough where you just don't pick her up. Yeah. I, I, I really like her. Like, the thing is, though, if it was a real life scenario and you had a 16 year old, five foot two materia hunter with an oversized shuriken on to your left, and then you had a six foot four, 35 year old leader of a guerrilla terrorist group with a gun <laughs> on your right, I think I know who I want by my side. Do you know what I mean? I want Yuffie. She was actually, <laughs> um, she was actually originally going to be a soldier. Um, what Yuffie with the Wutai yeah. army? Yeah, she was. Uh, well, her original character was to be like a mercenary. Um, that, oh. was gonna, that was going to chase what, after like, Cloud. Like Cloud again? Yeah, yeah, a bit weird, right? <laughs> Mate, every, every, everyone's a bloody mercenary in this game, by all accounts. It says Sid's a pilot, but I never believed that. I heard oh. he was a mercenary. <laughs> I heard he was a lovely mercenary. Vincent's like trying it. to be a mercenary, but he didn't get employed. Vincent was a Turk, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I do. Turk, Turks are a group of people that work for Shinra. Yes, they're they're yeah. like they're like the the KGB to your your Kremlin government, effectively. Yeah. Not a derogatory okay. term that we just threw out there. Just yeah. Because. Nah, um, not at all. Not at yeah. all. And our and our Russian fan base is fucking a pittance anyway so i wouldn't worry too much. <laughs> the thing is vincent is is probably one of the closest linked to sephiroth isn't he yes realistically because That's what's her name lucretia lucretia lucrezia one of the two yeah yeah so, so didn't she give birth to sephiroth yes so so vincent's kind of sephiroth's stepdad uh oh stepdad yeah well i mean sir you could Put it that way, but and you boys tried to tell me this wasn't convoluted storyline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. It, it is so much to go in. It does go places, done it. <laughs> Let's be. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, no, it's fairly, fairly simple to understand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then... no. <laughs> oh no, wait, this this vampire man. <laughs> we haven't even got onto the robotic cat yet, have we? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, that's a simple story. That's a, that's a good thing it... about the, the the first part, though, because it is quite straightforward to begin. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind enough to kind of be be lax with you, so that when you are committed to the game, it it then's like it's it's quite like a relationship. The way I see it is that you know I would say your first six months of being with someone, you know, you 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 don't want to come across, you don't want to basically expose all of your weird oddities. So you you kind of go along with the flow but then after six months in when they when things are clear that they are committed to you suddenly you know your weird it, side comes out it all hangs out mate it all hangs out it all <laughs> it hangs kind out of like this game yeah, but... this game feels like the willy wonka factory of games so like 
at first. You look Ooh. at it, it looks like a fairly normal factory. You're like, all right, this, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm all for yes. this. Once you get inside and once you're through the doors and you're in, then it's just fucking madness. Yes. That's what this yeah. game is. Chocolate rivers, midgets, colored orange, uh, fucking uh, children exploding after being inflated. Yeah, it's just... It's all happening. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's a place I want to be. Like, I do want to carry on in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, and I want to carry on with Final Fantasy VII. But, but it is fear there, that isn't there shit well. insane. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I hadn't really realised how much of a conglomerate of madness it is until actually I'm really looking through this and starting to kind of draw a sequence of lines. You know, you know when you see... Uh, like cop shows or movies where they're they're trying to uncover some sort of strange mystery and they've got those uh, like posted up on the wall yes yeah they've yeah. got everything posted up on the wall and then they've got little threads connecting string. they've got the string between it yeah. all yeah imagine imagine doing that with Final Fantasy if you're trying to unravel everyone's connection to one another fucking hell you'd need a yarn factory I reckon uh, I, yeah I mean this game just has it in the original as well, but it's because they've gone so far with the extended universe. It's like FF7 is Marvel, really. It's like <laughs> Square Enix's uh, version of the MCU. It's, it's a, um, yeah, it's a magnum <laughs> opus, effectively, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's do, you think, back to uh, do you think in the remake, Dan, they're going to slowly like make the storyline a bit more fleshed out and a bit easier to understand? Or do you think they're like in the next game, they're just going to go fucking up? Balls deep. Um, I mean, they're definitely going to flesh things out and really take their time to make things more understandable. Like the clones, uh, this guy are sick, and all that sort of thing have been fleshed out already. <laughs> yeah, another translation error. Love it. Yeah, beautiful. this guy, are, this guy are this sick. This guy are sick. Is that <laughs> the one? Is that the one uh, near Eris's house? With the... yeah, yeah, yeah he's in a little house, isn't he? I yeah. yeah. He walks in, then walks out. He's like, this guy are sick. He's like, yes, this guy she, are sick. Yeah, yes, yes, she are. Yes, she are, Eris. Yes, she yeah. are. <laughs> um, uh, but everything's getting really fleshed out, and also like Yuffie and Wu Tai are just being alluded to. Wu Tai is getting so much exposition. You're, you're excited mm. to go there now, whenever yeah, that may be. But I'm pretty sure things are still going to be very confusing. Um, very confusing, especially yeah. for people that haven't played the original. I mean, they're not going to have a fucking, <laughs> fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, I, I mean, I imagine only through the first part if they're just like uh, if they're taking this all in for the first time. Because I'm I'm trying to kind of put myself to mind when I first played Final Fantasy VII, and of course it was it was mind boggling. But at the same time, I was a child and my mind was like a sponge, so taking kind of all these mad things in wasn't too over the top but if somebody's going through this for the first time with the remake and effectively the first bit of information they've got is barrett with a gun attached to his arm i mean just from then on they think i think i'm gonna have to broaden my horizons and open my mind whilst i'm playing this because i didn't expect that well it's it's really yeah it's really interesting i mean it is quite down to earth and you're quite centered uh on that first where you play the demo for the remake. Yeah. yeah. But then very soon after, I'm not entirely sure, like, because with the original, everything's slowly drip-fed, like, especially Sephiroth yeah. in particular. Yeah, definitely. You're, there's just allusions to him, and then you really focus on him after a certain point. 
Yeah. But there's a loose, like, because everyone knows Sephiroth now, because he's in, like, general consumer knowledge. He sort of, like, sells the game. They put him, like, front and center. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things going on that are just being thrown at you, like, right at the beginning. And that's yeah. sort of why Advent Children is what it is as well, because it's the characters have taken on such a huge life that, like, we've got to put them front and center even more now. Absolutely. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Oh, God, Advent Children. Uh, sh- should we have, like, a last breakdown of this of this game and not, not necessarily the story or anything, but ba- basically... Oh, should we go through some reviews for the original PlayStation version? Yeah, yeah. Go on. That's, that's, that'd be wicked. Go on. So you expect them to be good, right? Yes. Oh. All right, so let's go through it. Tom, the majority. I, know, I know you enjoy a fucking awful review. Yeah, no, like, no, one like of... a... Um, just like all different styles of reviews is in yeah, like exactly it got out, a C- out of letters and a, yeah and then a, like and a, seven thousand yeah exactly stars, yeah I, I, so, I love it it drives me mental go on i'll do my best right so one up.com gave an a plus <laughs> well fantastic marks all game gave it a five out of five stars fantastic marks beautiful edge magazine <laughs> nine out of ten it's oh, unacceptable egm 38 out of 40. For fuck's sake, man. An interesting one. <laughs> an interesting think, boys, boys, I think this is my favourite one. God. Game fan. Oh. 300 plus out of 300. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Come on. That doesn't, it doesn't make any fucking sense. What's so that about? How would you mark out of 300? Fuck that, implies, that implies that That implies that, like... A, a, Every, there are 300 aspects to mark because if it's not if they're if they're giving like 10 points per aspect and they're only 30 points why don't you just do it out of 30 i don't <laughs> get it i don't get it i don't they're get gi- fucking they're giving they're giving sound and visuals like a 60 out of 60 or something and then <laughs> it's weird it's weird just imagine the boardroom meetings imagine being an employee your mind would be fucked because they'll just be like, look, you know, I've gone over the sound design of Final Fantasy VII, and although I think it's fantastic, I don't believe it deserves 29, I'm going to give it 17. You think, I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I, don't get this. I don't get this. I don't get this shit. Is it, Anyone is that it... gave this game a soundtrack of 17 deserves to be shot. The soundtrack exactly. is exactly. so good. Exactly, oh. but at the same time, 17 could be a better mark than 34, because we don't understand their fucking judging criteria. <laughs> it's mental. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. So to round it off, the overall Metacritic for this game. Yeah. What do you boys reckon it would be? 90. Is it out of 100 again? Yes. Uh, 93. I would, have said, I would have said 93, 92. 92. Oh, Dan! You bastard! You nabbed it from me by uh, one uh, point. I just, I, just, I, just went off, I just went off your estimation. Yeah, bollocks. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, yeah, that's. So- so would oh, you, um, obviously, Dan, you have just completed, or you've completed Final Fantasy VII Remake and you're now on your way to get the Platinum. Yeah. Uh, once you finally do that, would you carry on playing Final Fantasy VII PS1 version? And Tom, would you go for your ninth playthrough of it? I'll let, I'll let Dan answer first. Um, I would definitely go. I, I, I plan to. I plan to go back to the original because... Not only is the remake not finished, because there's still parts to come, <laughs> God knows for how long in the future, but the, yeah. I, um, the remake doesn't replace the original in any way, shape, or form. 
um because the original is what it is it's its own charming narrative it's got it's held in high regard for a reason yeah, yeah and the gameplay the battle mechanics um although materia plays in both of them it they're their own thing and it's fun but just by itself so yeah i'd definitely go back and play it awesome. Tom, awesome would you do your ninth playthrough right to put it this way there are certain games i will always and have always come back to in my life more recently i would say it's something like dark souls 3 like i could i could just jump on that and do a play for a bit and not think anything of it. But the two original ones I can think of are Symphony of the Night and Final Fantasy VII. And I know they're never getting old. Like they will stand the test of time until the day I die. So no doubt in my mind, there's another playthrough coming sometime soon. Nice. And you, Steph, would you, is this tempting you to pick it back up after all this time? It is. It is. I just, uh, like I said to you lads before, I don't know what it is because I've tried to pick it up and play it a few times. Yeah. I just, I just can't. I basically get to, you know, the second half of the Midgar section, which is still only a few hours in. Yeah. And I just find myself giving up with it. Uh, and I don't know why, but yeah. I do want to go back and do it. I really do. Yeah. I think absolutely. I might, think I might maybe get the Switch version. And then the idea Could of being able to sit down, play yeah. it at, my desk and on my tv or then just like taking it away and sitting in the front room and just doing some bits yeah good it's idea probably mate. what i need out of a final fantasy 7 absolutely i think that's part of the problem yes absolutely you should do that you should 100 percent do that midgar the the midgar section only takes like five hours and yeah that, that's interesting to play before you if you if you go on and play remake as well that's it I like i will yeah, if you've got it on the Switch, just just think of it like, yeah, I'm just going to sit down and play an hour of it while I do other bits. And after take, making that decision five times or six times, you're effectively out of that section. And then you're on to the open world, mate. That's it. Yeah, I think that's what I need to break that barrier. And once I break that barrier, I'll be fine. But I think Absolutely. it's just when I sit down at my, you know, setup, I just want to stick on and play a game. It's yeah. not always Final Fantasy VII, the thing that I want. But yeah. If I could take it and sit in the kitchen or whatever and chatting people, whatever I want to do, at least then I can get more out of it, I think. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, mate. Yeah. Well, look, you you jump on that. And I think there's another playthrough of the original coming for all of us by the sounds of it. But let's let's leave let's leave our positivity by the door now, guys. <laughs> and let's move on to what people really want to hear about. Advent children. <laughs> Advent children. So have you have you boys seen this film before? Yeah, and I thought it yeah. was wicked when I was thirteen and it just felt calm. Yeah, it came out in two thousand and five and I'm pretty sure I watched it I think I might have watched it with you, Tom. I you probably did remember. You probably did because I was like, This is really cool. You should watch this because it's really cool. <laughs> and uh I think I remember enjoying it as well. But now now we watch rewatched our half an hour that we do for the uh for the for the podcast yeah i don't remember much of it to be honest nah nah there's a there's a lot of kind of quite key element to this film that i had i think i'd intentionally forgotten like aspects like geostigma and uh free like free triplets well obviously they're triplets there are three of them <laughs> 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 fucking a, a series of gray-headed triplets which oh i i i don't even know what to say like 
Mm. They're, they're painfully... They're painful characters. What's, yeah, what's what's the right term for it when something's... I want to say emo, but it's it, it's kind of that, but it's not. It's something more than that. Do you know what I mean? But it's just this whole kind of like, oh, you know... Edgy. Mm, yeah, very... edgy. Yes, edgy. Just free fucking edgy characters again. I find them really fucking annoying as well because they're like, oh, where's mother? We need to find mother. Do you yeah. think they'll be happy to see us? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had it's it in Japanese. So... Oh, I didn't. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. But even in Japanese, I found that <laughs> I found it drivel, absolute drivel. I, I, because it's just it's it's beyond what they're saying. It's just the typical kind of like you know their fringes all in front of their face and their little glowy eyes are sticking out and they're just like looking up to sky with this sad little face and you think oh it's like it's, it's like you know when you've got when you've got a teenager who's going through angst and they aren't willing to put any, like any effort into anything. Yes, and they can't like these people can't even put effort into projecting their voice even past like the next meter in front of them you're, you're so right like you're so right and and that sort of attitude this sort of attitude that they've adopted which is effectively like i'm not going to do any household chores yeah. the, <laughs> the state you are putting yourself in to avoid doing a dishwasher are you fucking serious it's a dishwasher it effectively does it for you all you have to do is rinse the plate off and put it in do it do your fucking job. Do it. And piss off. Uh, God, I hate them. Fucking hate them. It's, it's the fact that, for me, I hate when people act like children. Um, it's like, that's yeah. all, that it's a really, like, pet peeve of mine. And their characterisation is they're, they're, like, not fully formed. So And the voice actors play it like, there's mother, don't cry. Yeah. Oh, And it's, a, it's just... It's creepy, and I I know it's probably meant to be a bit creepy as well, but because of yeah. some of the elements just don't mesh together, they're just annoying. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> and and one thing like on on this on this aspect of like characters being like you know I would I would call it self absorbed. Do you know what I mean? This kind of like you know everyone's kind of really really having a great time at their own pity party, that sort of thing, like. We've touched on this a couple of times before we've started uh, recording the podcast, but Dan, you particularly have an issue with this, and it's it's Cloud and just his what they what they did to his character. Yeah, yeah, it's well, like the whole movie as a whole. Um, I'll have to go back and watch the whole damn thing to realize where it, what the end point is. But it's a downer. It's yeah. it's sort of like. No matter what happened at the end of the game of the original FF7, mm. um, it's a bad ending for a lot of people because Cloud yeah, doesn't get yeah Cloud doesn't get over Aerith dying. He blames yes. himself. <gasps> oh, oh no! Did I do it? Did I do it? I dropped, I dropped it. I dropped it. <laughs> Who dies? No. Thirteen uh... <laughs> got. Put down. (laughs) Red 13 had worms. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, Dan, like Uh, you you can't escape holy water. You can't. You can't. (laughs) What have I done? You can't escape. You can't escape the uh, like the the spoiler of Aerith dying. It's just it it is everywhere now. <laughs> he died of mange. <laughs> <laughs> he became rabid. 
Uh, <laughs> foaming, at at foaming at the mouth and trying to bite Tifa's ankles. Yeah. <laughs> Do you I had took him outside. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. a big shot, big shot in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> I do find it weird though that um you get to kind of pick your who you're gonna go for. You're gonna go for Aerith or you're gonna go for Tifa. Oh well if in, you're in if Final Fantasy seven. If you're in any way not fucking like mental, if you have if you have thought of consciousness and self belief and you you're if, if you're a decent human being, you fuck Aerith off and you go oh. with Tifa. Yeah, so like, so if you go for one of Tom's playthroughs and you go with Tifa, <laughs> yeah, right. I I understand. Obviously, Aerith is still a friend, and he's still devastated by what happens. But like, he sh- you should see him start to come out the end of the tunnel by the end of the game. You yeah. think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, he kind avoiding of the up, yeah, because avoiding the other spoiler, he becomes his own person. He becomes yes. something more than just trying to act cool. He becomes edgy. cloud strife. Yeah, he just becomes his own person, and that own person is a bit geeky. It's a bit like awkward, um, yeah. but then get the Advent Children seems to just go back on that. They make him extra edgy for yeah. an God. And, and Dan, you seem to blame this on Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I, I also blame it on Itzo in Namura, but he's he's <laughs> to blame for many things. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, although he's, I mean, he's still doing the remake, and he's doing a great job, as far as I'm concerned. Because he is the director of Final Fantasy VII, was he not? Yeah. Um, for the remake, yes. Yeah, for the and remake, for, but not yeah. and for and for Advent Children. And for Advent Children, yeah. God. But um, Kingdom Hearts came in 2001, I believe, where yeah. they shoved all the uh, Disney characters as well as Final Fantasy characters, Square Enix characters. Yeah, and that's when there was a redesign of Cloud and Sephiroth, um, and Cloud was incredibly huge downer. Um, he yeah. was like, and he he was the director of Kingdom Hearts. Yes, he was. Namura was. Oh, um, this, this all makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. What's wrong no. with him? How old is he? Uh, I mean, born he's in nineteen seventy. Why is he say. so fucking so? So he's in his fifties. So why is he so overtly focused on? Teenage angst. God, that's what. Well, hopefully, going... he's not. Hopefully, in remake, we get a better version of Cloud. Oh, even, it, even in his face, much better. God, I, I don't get it. Uh, but Nomura, Nomura is a very special director, scenario writer in general. He can, he yeah. does whatever the hell he wants. I swear to God. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Cloud was like redesigned in something a bit. Very, very edgy. I would keep using that yeah. word, but um, and they definitely used to be honest. Yeah, they definitely walked that back now for the remake. Uh, yeah. They've made him. They've made him a teenager in a very certain or a young adult, and it's mm. very it's charming to see like him grow and make mistakes and get embarrassed. And, but here, it just feels like they've gone in Advent Children. They've gone back on any character development, and they yeah, put absolutely. Him, they've put absolutely. him in a rut. Um, and it feels like it's just not a happy ending for anyone, especially for Tifa, because she's having a shit time, especially in this movie. Absolute oh, shit time. 
I, I feel so sorry for her. Do, do you know what? Like, uh, we, we, I mentioned it when we were watching the film, and effectively, Tifa's situation is she's looking after Marlene pretty much full time because Barrett's off doing God knows what all the time. So she's kind of become carer to Marlene, and then she's also carer to this kind of orphan child that Cloud has found, who has this, who has this strange condition which seems to be plaguing most people around Midgar called uh, Geostigma. One particular man is bleeding out of every orifice. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, li- <laughs> he walks up to these kids in the street, he's literally bleeding out of his arsehole. And, it's like, <laughs> and, it, and, and it's just like everyone's, people are always nonchalant about it. He's like, he's got fucking blood poured out of his eyes and his ears, out of his mouth. And then he's really like, don't remember that. That was, yeah, that was quite, oh. <laughs> and, it's like, and then the kid's just like, what, what happened? And it's like, if you don't remember that, mate, like... It's either trauma on another level, or you or you are thick. You are very thick. There's a density to you that can't be cured. Oh, but um, and I'm going to leave you on the streets next time. You um, act up. Uh, yeah. So I think the CGI actually holds up in this bit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, yeah, that is very true. Especially when that all started coming CGI, out. Yeah. Every every part. Yeah, CGI is pretty amazing. good. Yeah, CGI is pretty good. But. With, with, yeah, so, so wait, so Tifa's effectively become a nanny, hasn't she? Yeah, in a certain Running sense. the bar, but yeah, she's a nanny. Yeah, she's running it, a bar, but effectively caring for two so children. Basically, Tifa's just gone back to where she was at the beginning of Final Fantasy VII with an extra kid. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, it's bullshit because, like, Cloud's off, like, gallivanting whilst being misery guts. Barrett's probably, like, you know, he's mining for coal or something, and they just, they're just happy to lob these fucking infants at Tifa and just be like, well, you deal with that. And if this is like, how, how long after the events of... Two uh, years. Who, who? Two. Two years. Two, two years. So she's 22 years old in Advent Children. She's 22. <laughs> she's... Uh, she's... Sorry, sorry, but Tom going, how, for how long does this take place after Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> Dan goes, two years. And you said, who? <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, yeah. So, like, she's twenty-two <laughs> years old. She's she's in the prime of her life. Frankly, let's be honest. She should be out, like, hanging out with friends, meeting people, maybe playing the field a bit. You know, all of that sort of stuff. She's twenty-two. She's she's a she's a right fucking banger. Like, she's great to look at. She's got looks. She's got personality. She's got style. And what's she doing? She's nannying two fucking sick children who are bleeding out of their arseholes day and night, whilst the respective, like, you know, male carers fuck off and do their own thing. I'm, I, it sickens me, frankly. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like a happy ending that no. was ever, ever reached. And mm. uh, that's because they've got a whole movie to get through to get to that happy ending. But, God. Um, but, but I mean, they're dealing with the, the, the whole movie is dealing about the literal plague, which is very apt timing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It, but, yeah. It, like Steph was saying, it looks incredible, and the fight scenes yeah. when they're there, and the fight scenes are the only thing I could actually remember before going back to it. Mm. They're great mm. as well. Yeah, I could um, only yeah. remember the one because we we normally watch for half an hour, but we watched for an extra was it like six seven minutes, yeah. so we could watch the uh, Tifa fight scene in the in the church, which yeah. is amazing. It does it is it is pretty good. Yeah. So this, yeah. When this film came out, it got praised for its anime. Uh, does he? Did I say? Oh, I don't know. When this when this came out, it was praised mm. for its animation, which makes sense. Yeah, but it was criticised for its plot. Oh, in, 
<laughs> yeah, shocker. But they said it no. was you just couldn't understand what it was if you didn't play Final Fantasy VII. I'm or if you were like... watching it in Japanese like Tom was. Well, well yeah. Well, yeah, I, I fucking didn't have a clue <laughs> what was going on, to be honest. At the end, would you play Final Fantasy VII? Or would you watch Final Fantasy no. VII children if you hadn't played Final no. Fantasy VII? Like, it's, it's not... It. It's not that's a leading not... in game, it's a placed after game, so of yeah, course this... it's going to have story elements. And as that... we've already discussed, it's convoluted batshit madness anyway. So, you're that's, not... the... that's the thing, I don't know what you're expecting. That's the thing, it ain't a criticism of the film itself because that's a precursor. The fact is, is that it's like someone saying effectively, like, Oh, you know, do you play video games? No, have you any interest in video games? No, well, then why do you want to watch Street Fighter 2 the movie? Like, what? What, yeah. are you getting, what are you getting out of this? Because you know you're not going to understand it. You know nothing's going to like nothing's going to make sense to you. And it's you know not for you, yeah, you know it's not enjoyable. So, but that's not a reason to grade it down, because that that relies on people being interested. That's that's beyond the realm of possibility for what the movie provides you. That's people's personal opinion. That reviewer can yeah. fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, it was their very first foray into FF7. Mm. And, um, because the characters are sort of in general census now. Um, in the minds of people, a lot of people just do know who Sephiroth is if you have yeah. the, the character model in front of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I mean, as far as a Final Fantasy movie goes, this is, like, worlds better than Spirit Within, for instance. Oh God! Um, which was yeah, that was that was something I've else never entirely. That. <laughs> I've never got through it. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, Joe, you know I don't oh. understand though. God, here we go. This film, yeah, is like partly responsible for an increase of PlayStation Three sales, and I just don't mm. understand how they relate to each other. You you mentioned that, Dan. Go on. It must is just it... be the the graphics or the the engine they were working with, because it must have been. Yeah, literally publicised as this is what the PS3 is going to look like. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. If they, if they used it as a as a way of saying like you know with with technology like this, imagine what gameplay could be like. You know, yeah. people yeah, people true. would flock, wouldn't they? Re- regardless of whether it's on a PS3 or not, they they would flock to it if they thought that that's that's a potential. Yeah, I was really expecting because it. I mean, it's almost been like like seventeen years since the movie made. I was like, no, it's not going to be as good as I remember it looking. Um, mm-hmm. I think there was one or two things. <laughs> um, like, well, no, even when I had a look at the character models, uh, like Red 13 looks quite good um, at, when he's yeah, running at the beginning. Yeah, I thought Red 13 looked good, yeah. Yeah, the only thing that yeah. doesn't look good is Kate's this. <laughs> I mean, he's never looked good, so... Um, what the yeah. fuck is he? It's just a robotic a cat on a... Toysaurus. Yeah, Toysaurus. Do, do you want me to read his, his synopsis out? Oh, please do. Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> right, first of all, job Toysaurus, age unknown, weapon megaphone, height three foot two, birth date, birthplace, and blood type are all unknown. Okay, Kate Sif rides around on the back of a huge stuffed mog he magically brought to life. Megaphone in hand, he's always shouting orders and creating dopey attacks. When his slot machine attack works, the enemy lines looked like an overturned toy box. His hobby is fortune telling, but like his personality, it's pretty unreliable. It's such a main character. I mean, that's like peak Final Fantasy there. 
it's yeah. just it's like we'll throw this in he was clearly yeah. for comic relief but yeah my i mean God. it's it's one of those things like there is there is one in each game to my mind like uh i would say the equivalent in fun fantasy 9 is queener yeah um oh yeah yeah the equivalent i can't think of the equivalent in 8 actually in 8 it's zell yes um, it but, would be zell to a lesser extent and then there's irvine who's um a player uh, yeah yeah that's like funny what yeah. about 10? What about a game that I've played? What about Final Fantasy 10? Kimari, Kimari's well, kind of like, he's kind of like, he fills the same role, Kimari, but, but Waka is the, but Waka is like relief. the comic relief, yeah. Oh, Waka. Oh, God. There were, I kept thinking about it, there were some pretty awful things about 10 as well, weren't there? There were some things that you just <laughs> think like, oh, God. Like, I, no, I, I Waka was the just, best. Just Beyond Waka, Waka's smiling. Waka smiling was always hey, a bit much, in my opinion. Hey, hey, man. You know, you know. Um, well, the I, I funny thing is, it was great. Yeah, yeah, his voice actor John DiMaggio, I think, is also in wasn't it? remake, and he's playing Heidegger. The uh, public... no way. Yeah, yeah, and Are I didn't realize, I didn't realize at all until I looked it up, and I was like. But you, <laughs> you know, you know, John DiMaggio is Bender from Futurama. Yeah. yeah. How fucking funny is that oh and it's wow I, I didn't actually know that shit wow that's that's awesome i want to play 10 again now i'm on it fuck seven what john dimaggio yeah he's in final fantasy 12 final fantasy 13 final fantasy 13 2 who does he play in 13 i bet you it's hope he's playing 12 oh <laughs> he's just he's hope. just <laughs> he's just additional voices he's what additional voices additional voices well, thank you. And he's Gilgamesh in Final Fantasy Thirteen Two. Oh, he is. I remember. I remember that. Where are you finding all of this? I am on FinalFantasyFandom.com. Okay, now. Goodness gracious! I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a rabbit hole, mate. Uh, you are in the rabbit hole. So, where I were mean, we? go on, go on, Dan. Now, where were we? So you were just about to go back on as well. So uh, yeah, to, to Advent Children, we were talking. I mean, I, I kind of lost track after I, I went on a rant about Tifa's yeah. kind of current position, which didn't yeah. interest well, me very much. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about what they've done with all the characters. There was a lot of like redesigning or little character changes. Yeah. Tifa, because uh, I love Tifa as a character and as a strong female character as well. Because when she starts yeah, fighting, you can just like, you can immediately believe. He can just do anything because I mean the fight scene itself was amazing. It is. It's uh, brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. But uh, the, the voice acting, or, or I'm, I'm not going to shit on the voice actor. Um, it might, might there's directing as well, and <laughs> there's also like just the situation that the character was in in the movie. But yeah. it's just so downtrodden. It's just yeah. everything. Every, but everything's slow. Everything is slow in this. Um, the, the, the problem I'm I'm I was starting to have with it towards the end of the kind of thirty something minutes we watched is I started to feel that the outcome of this is going to be grimly predictable because what what the focus was, uh, is it at the start of this is the fact that they're all segmented. Clouds off being a troubled loner. Aries is dead. 
Tifa's a nanny to children she hates. Red 13's like, you know, nowhere to be seen. Barrett's Red 13's digging... just running around howling at things with his kids. Yeah, Red 13's howling at the moon. Barrett and Sid are off like digging coal together. Kate Sif is, I don't know, he's probably in a toy shop somewhere. And Yuffie and Vincent, who knows? Are they getting ready for Dirge of Cerberus? Yeah, they're in Dirge of Cerberus. They're getting ready for Dirge of fucking Cerberus. So everyone's segmented, but there's this constant, like every five minutes or so, there's this effort for contacts, like Tifa calling Cloud or Barrett calling Cloud. There's this, yeah. there's this conscious narrative of them trying to get back together. Little name drops. Yeah. And so I can't help but think to myself, I can predict that they're all going to get together in the end yeah. and it's going to be, uh, you know, through the power of friendship, they're going to overcome all adversity. And I think to myself, come on, like that. It's, it's a remarkable cop out. It's a remarkable cop out. One of the things which made the ending of final fantasy seven, the game great is that they, they did work together as a team and they, they, you know, through friendship and companionship, they overcame adversity, but also they became individuals. Their characters strengthened as, as individuals, all of them. And so you think to yourself, that's 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 the outcome you want, not just this like, oh yes, through the power of friendship, we defeated the three evil triplets. <laughs> ended, up, ended up being, you know, Sephiroth's uh, left testicle, right testicle, and penis. And think, <laughs> like, no, that's like, a great no, that's, that's 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 it's a cop out because at the end of the day, there's still a bunch of cocks, cocks and balls, and we don't want anything to do with that. We don't want you to un- overcome cocks and balls with friendship. We want you to figure it out for yourself, overcome adversity as individuals and teammates, and batter Sephiroth. No analogies, no cocks and balls, no triplets, none of that. Just they, slap they, him. They do eventually, in a very cool fight scene that I do remember at the end. Yeah, once again, the fight scene is good. Yeah, I'll, I'll submit to that. Um, it basically feels like there's uh, maybe two, maybe three, I don't know how many fight scenes there are in this film. But it just feels like there's a whole lot of word salad surrounding lot two of words very salad. good fight scenes. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think that's also like the beginning of Nomorism. Because um, like with Kingdom Hearts and what Kingdom Hearts became, it was very much like throwing words into a, a black hole and just seeing what oh, comes out. <laughs> yeah, Kingdom Hearts is fucking hard work, isn't it? It's, oh. I, I, I can't even begin... And and as well, I, I can't, we've mentioned this before, haven't we, Steph? It's like, you know, the gameplay of Kingdom Hearts is one thing because I can see how it can be very entertaining. I do see that. But if anyone walked in on me playing Kingdom <laughs> Hearts, like if my wife found me playing Kingdom Hearts, I would divorce her for her sake. I'd be like, nah, <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, go, go find a real man. And I'm going to, I'm going to cry into my love pillow. <laughs> you know, I, I, I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't anymore. I gave up a year or so ago. I can't anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, God. No, yeah, it's, it's it's something that's never really interested me. I I gave Kingdom Hearts two a go when it yeah. came out, and it's just I, from then I was like, this is just bullshit. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, there's some great understand. themes, some great themes, and things that are hidden underneath, but they 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 are hidden, but by a lot of faff. Uh, yeah. either, cor- either corporate or um, just yeah. scenario writing. Yeah, um, epic amounts of faff. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, faff. so much but, faff. I, I, but so I mean, much, too much faff. Not, not going on to like the end point of our discussion, but 
this movie was like you're going to see all these characters again it's going to be awesome this is all the only reason why they're doing it um yeah. but i mean you're alluding to something there dan oh yeah but but talking about some of the characters still like we talked about barrett for a, a bit about the, uh, in the original game barrett in this game uh, in the movie mm. we, we didn't get to see him but his redesign is to try and move away from the stereotypes uh, yeah. of of like that mr t character um, yeah. they yeah. I, I love it they give him like some fishnet dress to wear and 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 (laughs) the fact that his first line is uh, as soon as i heard it i just went great job on myself (laughs) is it is literally on the phone he goes cloud what up fool and uh, i ain't getting on no plane it's like (laughs) what's up fool is the the actual line and i'm just like yeah and we're trying to move away from that mr t uh, stereotype good job there well done yeah, in Advent Children, they also gave him a series of gold chains wearing around his neck because they tried <laughs> to actively stay away from the Mr. T stereotype. Fucking hell. It's, but, like, it's like saying fucking Balrog wasn't based on Mike Tyson. He was called Mike fucking Bison in in Japan. It's, <laughs> it's like... It's like if there was yeah, ever that whole, that whole thing was just mental, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like if there was ever like literally plagiarism of somebody's character, it's that. <laughs> like yeah. and Bar- Barrett's borderline at times with Mr. T, I must admit. Oh mm. dear, oh dear. Right. So any more should... thoughts on the film? Well Go on, Dan. Oh, I've got well, I don't think I've got any. Just the last part of characters, I will say Perks, um Re- Rude and Reno are brilliant. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. The, Turk, the Turks are done well. I'll give you that. Turks done yeah. well. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, and, I'll give you that. I'll concede. Yeah. And Reno, the voice actor for Reno, I really should find it out because I think he might be the same one in the remake as well. And I'd be, oh. surprised, be surprised if it wasn't because he oh, was okay. having, having tons of fun. Mm. Although, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although he's, I, he's one of the more characterful characters, I would say. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, it also is just, there's good chemistry between him and Rude. Um, yeah, absolutely. might be different character um, voice actors during that yeah. time and that time. Well, it's been a while, and I think a lot of people are on like on doing strikes. Uh, there was a voice actor strike at some point, so a lot. Really? Of, yeah, that's why they got a lot of like different people. They, it's a different. Ah. It's. A little, I don't think it's the same. Cloud, Sephiroth, Tifa, Aerith. It's. It's all new. Okay. All right. Well, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then I've got two notes about um, from what we watched. Um, oh, go on. They're quite well. The, one of the last moments that we all watched when the guy touches one of the kids. Oh yes! <laughs> I, I wanted to stop there, but um... yes, you're you're so right. Where the kid's yeah. got that geo stigma, so effectively he's producing like like crude oil from his skin. Yeah, it's like the guy, a guy, paying. the guy touches him to like help him up originally, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. But so he then touches it's... him to help him up, and then realizes he's got his hand covered in crude oil, and then literally chucks the child back down the floor, and he's like, "Oh, you fucking freak!" And like You've contaminated <laughs> me. Yeah, like wipes sludge all over his jeans, and you're like, "Why? What the, what the why fuck? Did he wipe it on his jeans? What the fuck are you doing? Go wash your hands, you freak! <laughs> what are you doing?" Oh, all over himself. It's so weird, man. So self-defeating. All over, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. So weird. Yeah. Um, and oh. the, 
the other, the other note that I just that really just jumped out at me, and it was around yeah. about the twelve minute mark. Okay. Uh, um, a part of the the sound foley, whoever was sourcing sounds for the bike noises. There's a lot of bikes in. There are a lot of bikes actually. Isn't there? There's a lot. Yeah, there are. No, no, I think about it. Yeah, there are. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, of just bikes. To be, just to be really cool and sell merchandise. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I swear, when the trio are talking to themselves and they see Cloud, and then two of them ride off, yeah. the moment they rev their engine, and I don't know how this is going to come across uh, sound-wise when I do it, but you go back to that 12-minute mark, around about then, it is yeah. literally a man flubbing his lips, going... <laughs> 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 It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> that's all I can hear. <laughs> oh, that's really good. I didn't notice it when watching it, but like I, I think I turned Neither the volume I. down because I, I just, I couldn't get the Japanese to be honest. Like, know, we, were, we were talking yeah. over most of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had no fucking clue what was going on the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So so true. The trio right. are looking. So, the trio are looking for Genova and Genova's. Or, or Sephiroth is causing the plague, uh, Geostick. Dan, Dan. Yes. I don't care. I, I'm not going to watch this film. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's answered one question, isn't it? That's answered my question. Would either of you two carry on watching this film? Nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I, I don't think I would. No. Dan. Oh, okay. God, be quiet. Um. Yes, I will. <gasps> I will watch it to the end. Um. And there is a reason I, I'm going to watch it to the end. And uh, the reason is because... I have nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, what else do I have to do at this time of my life? Um, work is not bogging me down, to say the least. Um, <laughs> but um, after playing Remake as well, I think it's necessary to go back and look at some of the canon and just like see what things have changed or this and that. And it, it's putting things in context, and also it's just because. Well, I mean, I say that I'm not going to go back and play Dirge of Cerberus. That ain't happening. You will be soon, mate. You unless someone soon, forces mate, yeah. me. Unless someone forces me, I'm not going to play it. We've spoken about Steph and his gun arm. Oh man, maybe a pellet gun, but believe me, if he shoots you up close, it really stings. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get a big owie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so dan you would carry on watching this film then yeah yes i'm going to Good. okay right should we have a look at the uh the call wall to see what we're thinking yeah and this is going for the game isn't it so what we're going to do is we're going to do the same as we've done for doom so we put the game in yes. where we think the game belongs along with the rest of the games we play oh my god i know where it's going oh. so and then we decide if the film is a cash grab or not so Pom, where do you think it's going? It's number one, mate. It's number one all day. Final Fantasy VII for the PS1. It's number one. It's top. I no, mean, it was always no... going to be, wasn't it? it? It is. It's top. Oh, it's top. okay. Oh, okay. I was, uh, I was, I was interested like, in where you two would go with it. Oh, I love Goldeneye. I love yeah. me some Goldeneye. And Alien Resurrection was one of the most wonderful surprises I've had in three years. But... Yeah, it's top. There's there's no denying it. It's top. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to bother arguing you, to be honest, because although I haven't played it recently, yeah, 
I know, I know it's legacy. I know, I understand why it's so good. I do, yeah. you know, and I am, I am desperate to play remake when Absolutely. either Dan's finished and I can borrow his copy, or I'll, I can, I'll send it straight to you, or I can get paid and buy my own copy. <laughs> Either one, which exactly. happens first. Exactly. I, I'm desperate to play it. Therefore, yeah, Final Fantasy VII should be should be number one. Beautiful. So the the pressing question is: Advent Children, a cash grab of Final yes. Fantasy VII. <laughs> Absolutely is. It fucking is, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Um, I think like the producers and directors and people involved would say no. Um, of course they would. Of course they would. Because they the think... way, it, it, like, it's like fucking Billie Eilish saying like, oh no, I don't <laughs> I don't rip off Radiohead and Led Zeppelin. Shut up, you silly twerp. <laughs> because they're trying to make this compilation of like the extended universe. And apparently that's like their plan and that's what they've been doing. So, yeah. But I mean, in for all intents and purposes, this movie, it yeah. sold, it was probably like the best sold animated movie at the time. And Absolutely. It was a huge, huge, huge crash, cash grab. Yeah. Yep. Cash grab all day, every day. Did very well <laughs> in that regard. Yeah, it, yes, a successful cash grab but definitely a cash grab, 100%. So that's, my God, GoldenEye's been dethroned. But it's the same yeah. year, isn't it? 1997? Yeah, 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 it is. It was, it was a, that was, that was like fucking the, a golden age for gaming, clearly. A very golden age. What a year. One that, one that we seem to be revisiting right now, con- considering like everything is being remade. Everything. All of the classics. I can't yep, think we'll of wait for that. <laughs> chemical extraction remake. Mate, listen. All I need is half a million signatures, yeah? And I'll admit, it's been slow going getting to 200 signature, signatures over the past like two or three years. It has been slow going. But I believe this is going to have a snowball effect. From where two years has been 200 signatures, in one year's time, it'll be 400. A year after that, 800. So according to my calculations, I need about 62 years to get the remade done. I think I can do it. Hmm. It'll be your, your, your legacy that you leave behind. <laughs> it's, it's, what, it's what I freely give to humanity, you know. And I, and, yeah. and I say, look, I don't, I don't expect a thank you. Because let's be honest, you're all a bit ungrateful. But <laughs> a, thank you, a thank you wouldn't go amiss, I don't think, considering I've wasted 62 years of my life on this. And then there'd be silence, much like you two are giving me now. And I'd say, <laughs> yep. And, I, and I'll turn my back as an old wizard man putting my Powerpuff Girls time capsule in the ground, I'll say typical, and walk off and, and die alone. That's that. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh. talking of, should we end the episode? Just <laughs> <laughs> end the episode. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means the world that through, especially to this point. Um, oh, Dan's, Dan's just cut. <laughs> well, Dan, Dan's a fucking ungrateful prick, then, isn't he? <laughs> Dan's just, Dan's just cut Are you off fucking line. serious? He just—he yeah, literally just line. left. He was like, "All right, let's end it then." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, is he back? Oh, he's coming back, Dan. Hello, Dan. <laughs> you fucked it. He's fucked it. He's gone. hello. 
Oh Hello. my god! Right, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, when right. I said when I said end Jesus. the episode, it didn't, <laughs> didn't mean just completely cancel everything. Oh. Actual fuck. Right. Okay. So thank you so much could, for watching. Could, it means have gone the world. Goodness <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. It means the world. Please do like and subscribe. Please check out our other podcasts. And please do check our description below for links as ways to support us through Patreon and other means and for links to every other episode, including cashing in, opening bid, and all sorts of others. Thank you so much. And we will catch you next time. See you later. Dan, it's been a pleasure. Oh, it has been a pleasure, pleasure, Dan. I almost made the entire episode about a faux pas, didn't I? <laughs> You've done well, mate. I'm surprised. Unbelie- unbelievable. Last minute. Oh, <laughs> Un- oh. Unbelievable. Right, See you later. Actually, See you later. Ciao, ciao.